just met a person in like two minutes and knew automatically you were the same person and you were gonna get along really fucking well. <laughs> well, that is exactly what happened with Vasavi Kumar, our next guest on this podcast. Now, I said this chick's name wrong in the freaking interview and she didn't even correct me. Girl, correct me. If you are listening to this, you need to correct me, okay? (laughs) I need to get names right. Anywho, listen to this podcast because one, entertaining. So stinking entertaining. Probably one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. And two, we really break down imposter syndrome. How to identify it, what to do about it, how to own it, how to embrace it, and then turn around and how to use it to your advantage. It's all about owning your shit. So take a listen and let us know what you think. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sochi Slays podcast. I'm super excited to introduce our guest, Vasavi Kumar. She is a self-expression and confidence coach and founder of the Real Rich Community. She's also been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Fox, and VH1. So this lady knows what she's talking about. She's also another podcast creator as well. Tell us more. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, So... I do have my own podcast. It used to be called the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I um, I renamed it recently to the Say It Out Loud podcast. So I don't know about you. I was a kid who got in trouble as a kid for talking too much. Were you that? <laughs> same, you, same. Yeah, like, I, you know, I have this, I have this memory and I want to share it because I think this really goes into what we're talking about today, which is, embra- you know, embracing imposter syndrome. When I was a kid in third grade, I was, you know, maybe one of two Indian families in an all white town on on, uh, Long Island, New York. My parents are highly educated. My mom's a cardiologist. My father was a CPA. Um, I grew up in a blue, you know, blue collar town on on Long Island, New York. And, And in school, you know, I was very intelligent in school, not just like book smart, but just very curious. My parents, you know, I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up. We studied a lot. I I knew my multiplication tables when I was in second grade, like that type of thing. You know, I went to Kumon, (laughs) which is like the math thing. The regular overachiever. Yeah. Regular overachiever. (laughs) And in third grade, I remember this Miss Leland. uh, She asked a question. I, I raised my hand. I answered it. I got it. I got the answer. I was so excited. She asked another question. None of the kids shot their hands up. It was me. I mean, listen, I got my hand up first, did it again. She called on me. And then third time, no, none of the kids are raising the hands. And she goes, Vasavi, please put your hand down and give other kids a chance. And in that moment, I was like, okay, so even if I know the answer, even if I know what's up, I'm going to shut my mouth and just sit and just wait. I'm just going to shut my mouth. Right. And you know, Someone could be hearing this and be like, I don't get it. What does this have to do with imposter syndrome? But I think if any of us have gone to middle school, elementary, we know growing up what it's like. We all know what it's like growing up in school, being teased, being bullied, or maybe you were the one doing the teasing and the bullying, but we all know what it feels like to be silenced, Mm -hmm. right? And so we do that throughout our career. We do that in our relationships. And um, I think, yeah, this has a lot to do with um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so tell me, Let's for those of us who are not aware of what imposter syndrome is and we're like, oh, we've heard it. It's a buzzword. Let's clarify what imposter syndrome is. 
Yeah. So imposter syndrome is a belief that you are, you are not good enough to be in the position that you're going to be in, or you, you question your, um, you question your own credibility, your own validity. Like, let's just say you get promoted. Yes. You may immediately feel like, Hey, I'm going to be making more money, but then that, that, that voice right after, Oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? Am I qualified to do this? Do people think I'm like a nobody? Like why the hell did she or he get the promotion? That right there, that doubting of one's abilities to be able to do the thing that they're, you know, promoted to do, asked to do whatever. Yeah. They, um, they question that's, that. That's me. I mean, I feel like that's everyone. I don't know one single person who does not have that doubt. I mean, I would be so shocked because I naturally, I like to say I'm a confident person, but mm-hmm. sometimes I get opportunities and I'm like, oh, can I do this? You know what? I'm really happy you said that. I had a friend say this to me the other day. She goes, you're so confident, but you can talk about your insecurities so confidently. I go, because when I'm talking about my insecurities, I'm not talking as Vasavi the human. I'm talking as the observer self. You know, you have the awareness of, oh shit, I'm doing that insecure thing that I do. So I want everyone to listen to this. You can be confident. You and I are both very confident. That's glaringly apparent. And there is a part of me that is, that is insecure. We are not one dimensional. I'm a, there's a part of me that's confident. There's a part of me that's insecure. There's a part of me that's cynical as hell. There's a part of me that feels like a nobody. We literally have multiple parts to us. So I think that's what we need to realize is like, you can be really masterful and confident in some areas. And then in one area, you might have that imposter syndrome and it's okay. Don't, knock it. Don't kill it. Just be like, Oh, Oh, what's that about? Why do you feel that way? Oh, talk to me. Talk to me. Why don't you feel qualified? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and honestly, like when it comes to me and my imposter syndrome, um, I like, I start doubting, right. You start going, you start spiraling. It's like, you start out with like one small little thing and you're like, what if, and then it turns into like, Holy shit, I can't do this. What are, what are they thinking? Giving me this opportunity. Right turns into a little, little thing. And then it turns into this huge monstrosity. But I also have people around me that like to check me when I get too far into this nice little spiral of self-doubt. You know, one thing that you said that I'm so glad that you said is really about the community, having people around you. My comedy coach today, she's great. She's helping me write my one woman show. She was like, stop fucking being an insecure bitch. That's what she said to me. She just said it to oh, me. I, I can love take it. it. I, I love it. it. I, listen, I have an Indian immigrant mother. I can handle a 50 something year old black woman saying that to me. That's like, I, I love black. I love black women. Like you, you remind me, me of my mother. Me so she too. said to me, she, she was like, stop being an insecure bitch. And I'm like, really? She's like, stop questioning every word that you're writing down on that paper. Just stop asking for all the feedback. She goes, just trust yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, so we just have to be, we have to be mindful of these different parts of ourselves and not allow ourselves to go into that spiral. We have to keep people around us that are going to check us and not mm. be like, Oh, really? Oh, uh, you know, no, you need someone that's going to be able, like, seize your greatness when you mm-hmm. don't, mm-hmm. when you, when, when all you see is limitation. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I can't. And anyone who jumps you. in the fire with you, I'm like, oh no, I can't have you jumping in my. No, you gotta, me. you gotta get me out of here. Yeah. I can't. No, we. I can't save myself in this moment. How am I gonna get you out of here? Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but one thing you you said, and I I don't even. I, 
I want to point that out. You said that, you know, you'll have that one thought and then you'll start to spiral. Okay. Mm. As a licensed therapist, I want to, I want to just really talk about the importance of our nervous system and the regulation of our nervous system. When we have that initial thought of, I'm not qualified to do this. Okay. That's one thought, but then it gets, it builds and it builds and it builds. And next thing you know, you are in the depths of your own hell. You're like, I don't even want this thing anymore. Right. That is our nervous system getting set off with that imposter syndrome thought, that trigger thought. And because we have not been taught to soothe our bodies, we are so operating from the neck up. We are so disconnected from our bodies that when our mind feels a trigger and then it starts to like go down in our bodies, we're like, oh my God, we don't know how to soothe ourselves. That's when we spiral out of control. That's me. Okay. That's me. Especially if I'm given an opportunity that, and here, here's the thing is like, thank, thank God I have the people in my life that I do Mm -hmm. because I am an incredibly ambitious person. And sometimes, you know, when you're working and all of a sudden you meet the goal that you got, that you were like trying to actually get. And then you're like, Oh my God, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's, and here's the thing. I will proudly say this. And I feel like you're like this. We are proud overachievers. We will set those goals. I am chronically dissatisfied and I'm okay with that. Because for me, yeah, no, because my worst, the regret that I don't want to have is that I'm going to be on my deathbed and I'm going to have regrets. So that's why I'm like, yo, low, like I'm turning 40, dude, I'm getting back. I'm signed up for a nine week acting class. I'm doing, writing my one woman comedy show. I'm doing voiceover. I'm like, I'm not mad. You are doing the thing. I have kids. Like this is it. Let's just do it. And so, you know, it does imposter syndrome come up for me. Oh my God. Absolutely. I just found out two months ago, Vasavi, you're going to be on the cover of this magazine in Austin, where I live in May. May is my birthday. You know, May is my birthday month. Initial thought was like, like, oh my God. And then immediate afterthought is, oh my God, I am not worthy of being on the cover. Most of the cover girls there are like multi, multi, multi millionaires. I don't have anywhere close to their money. I don't deserve to. People are going to look at me and be like, who the fuck is this joke? That is what, that is exactly the I want to say it out loud, first of all, because I'm the say it out loud queen, but also (laughs) because I want people listening to know you are not crazy for hearing those thoughts in your head. And I want you to hear from me that I even hear those voices and you're not crazy. And I want you to know you, a lot of times people will look at me and they'll be like, you're so confident. Oh, you have those voices too. And I'm like, yes, I want to be the living example of you can be really confident and go after your dreams and you will have those voices. And it's all about how you manage those voices. That's it. Well, see, and that brings me to the next thing. How do you manage those voices? Oh, this is my favorite thing we're going to talk about. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm so ready for this. This this is a new practice for me, okay? I've typically operated in my masculine, right? I'm a hustler. You tell me to do something, I will do it yesterday. I'm not the Girl, same. Girl, same. No, no, I already know this about (laughs) you. We just met. And it's like, you know, here's the thing. Like, my, my biggest trigger is to repeat myself. I do not like to repeat myself. When I talk, I talk with intention, pay attention. So like, that's just (laughs) how I operate. I've learned to soften up with myself and others, but this is what I've been doing. I have been. I'm laughing so hard because it's like, hey, hey, other person who's just like me, (laughs) I see you. (laughs) No, but what I want to say is this. 
I love, okay, this is, this is, we're talking about embracing on this episode. I embrace that part of me. That's like, oh yes. yeah, I love it because you know what? If you're stuck in a building or if you're stuck in a freaking God knows what, I'm the person you're going to call because I'm not emotional. I'll yep. be like, what do we do to get you out? So I love that part of myself. I'm good with that. What I've had to learn, and this leads to your questions. What do I do? I can't believe I'm one of those chicks that, that says this now, but I take bubble baths. I do. I made it. I have two bathrooms. I made one of them my bubble bath tub. Coming from me, who I used to be so resistant to all things slowing down, I have LED candles, okay, that I bought from Amazon outside of my bed. I bought, I, what did I buy? I bought, I bought like a rosemary aloe bunch off of Etsy. I have salts. Who are you? Who am I? But I do that. <laughs> Another thing, if I did not share this on this podcast, but I am almost three years sober from cocaine and alcohol. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. My sobriety is uh, the foundation of everything than who I am today and my spirituality and my spiritual connection. But I recently, and I, this is about trusting myself. I recently started using cannabis to help me regulate my nervous system. I don't take any mood stabilizers anymore for bipolar disorder and yeah, a lot of the diagnoses. Yeah. I'm yeah. sober. Um, but I recently started using cannabis and it's like, that is after almost three years of really being in touch with my body and like, mm -hmm. what does my body actually need like medicinally or healing and cannabis spoke to me. And I, I love it. I microdose a little cannabis every day. I'm chilling like a villain. Like I feel there you go. body. Um, I do have boundaries, uh, very firm ones, um, which depends on, you know, if I want to be flexible, I can, but uh, I shut off my phone, put my phone in the other room at night. And I um, I'm very quiet in the morning. I don't really talk to a lot of people, but I think the, the biggest thing that I've done for myself is to learn how to be alone and enjoy Ooh. the shit out of my own company. It, out of, there's so many things. And, and here's the thing. There's so many things that I can tell you that if you Google how to get in touch with your body, yes, like all the things that I'm saying, do all of them. <laughs> like that's my, you know what? <laughs> all of do, them. Find out what feels good. I now like bubble baths. Oh, I do like heated yoga. Try all the things, figure out what works for you. There's no one right way. But the greatest thing, I did for myself that I think gives me the unshakable confidence and conviction that I have is I can be alone with myself by myself and feel full, feel mm. full. And, and I enjoy my solitude so much. I'm, I'm positive. If, if my solitude is so good that if you are not as good as my solitude or better, I don't, I don't really need, I don't really want to fuck with you. I don't want to fuck with you. And, and it, this is not me being like, Oh, I don't want to be in a relationship. Of course I want to be in a partnership, but I am not willing to settle anymore. See, and I think, Ooh, Oh, I feel like you and I could talk forever and ever this and is ever like a part two, <laughs> because we, but, but do you see how it's all connected? I want the audience to hear this. This is all connected. It's all about embracing parts of yourself. When you embrace every single part of you, you won't settle for bullshit from other people because you won't need someone to accept those parts of you. Cause you're like, Oh, you don't like me for, for, for me, or you don't like me. That's fucking okay. Cause I like me. Okay. See right there, right there. Oh my gosh. I have been preaching this shit forever because look, it took me a long time. I used to be in 
like unhealthy relationships. I used to not know my worth whatsoever. I used to let people, you know, their, their perceptions of me and me being, you know, loud and outspoken and opinionated. Like I actually gave a shit what they thought. I tried to dim my light until I fucking just stopped. I was like, I no. <laughs> Just, I, I, I refuse. I got angry. I got angry is what happened. Yeah. But I, I want to say this culturally. I'm a first generation Indian immigrant. Ooh, I'm an same. Indian first gen. So you're first gen. We are supposed to be demure and quiet. We don't leave our husbands. No, we suck it up for life. No, we don't. What? Not have kids? Like, what are you? Why are you so free? I ain't popping out any babies. What? I'm not popping out any babies. No, never. I, I've known that since I was a kid. Me don't not about to be angry. We can't be wild. We can't, we need to be like, and I'm like, no, I was never that girl. And you know what you do to a child who has so much energy running through them and they want to channel it. And you keep telling that kid, be like this, be like this. You chip away, you chip away, you chip away. And then as a child, you grow up like trying to find parts of yourself because all these parts of yourself have been chipped away, but your soul knows. Mm. Your soul knows you're, you're missing something. So yep. we search and I searched through drugs, alcohol, sex, needy friendships, me being the most toxic person. I became the most toxic person at one point. We're just trying to find our ways way back to who we were before someone told us who we couldn't be. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm sometimes- happy for you as a, as a first gen Asian American that you're also, cause we're like the model minorities. We're not allowed to be like this. We're not allowed to fuck up. This is, this, is, <laughs> this whole conversation goes every is goes against everything an Asian South Asian woman should be. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, and <laughs> I can't even, oh my gosh, this is like opening up so many other doors for conversations we can have. Uh, <laughs> okay. So to bring it back to like imposter syndrome and embracing it, like, I think that's probably one of the most powerful things that you can do is just embrace, like not only the good parts, but the not so good part that maybe everybody else doesn't see is good, but you just fucking own it. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you swear a lot or, oh, you're really loud or, oh, you're kind of in your face. And I was like, yeah. And like what there's look, this is me. There's nothing I can do about this. Okay. This is me. It's not going to change. If you don't like it, get out my face. Like for anyone who doesn't understand why is she, why are you, why are you that way? Well, I would guarantee that you've been through a bunch of relationships that broke your fucking heart where you betrayed yourself over and over where, where you had sex when you didn't want to, when you put up with a bunch of bullshit so you could get a sliver of love and now you're just fucking done with it. And that's why you are the way you are. And thank God, because you have more self-respect for you now than you ever did. Freaking oh, nail. Such a, oh, but you're such just a bitch, right? You just got it. There's a reason why I'm a bitch sometimes. Okay. But this is why I and say, I'm like, bitch. I love this. I'm like, Ooh, refreshing. At least I know what you see is what you get. I'm not sitting here with these fucking mind games who, because that's what people do. They, they fuck with you and they make you think you're crazy. So I appreciate you being exactly who you are because that's, it doesn't fuck with me. I know exactly what I'm dealing with. Oh, and see if everybody could have that stance. I freaking love it. Cause then there's no guessing. This is what I tell people. I'm like, there's very little guessing with me. Okay. If I got something to say, I'm gonna say it. Okay, yeah. now it may not come out as tactfully as it should, um, but I'm still going to say it. So I mean my words. I just may not may mean the, de the, the delivery of it. We'll put it Here's that way. Thing. 
if you have to say that to someone, you're talking to the wrong audience. Because here's what I know to be true about both of us. People who appreciate nothing but the raw, unedited truth won't give a fuck about delivery. You're too butthurt about the delivery that you're missing the goddamn message. Oh, I don't talk to people who need shit wrapped up in bubbles. Okay. My love will come at you, but it might be wrapped in sandpaper sometimes, but it's, I don't, I, I don't have an ounce of hatred as I'm saying it. It is just pure. I just want you to win honesty it's uh, just honesty, honesty. my soul the deepest place and this is what my soul sounds like oh you know what see okay Woo! we are so having other conversations uh- <laughs> but hey so- i would like your audience to know when you embrace your imposter syndrome you can have conversations like this yes when, when you embrace every single part of you and if you're, y'all are listening to this podcast and you're in business and you want to start your own podcast, but you're questioning your own voice and you're like, damn, the two of them just met. How are they able to have, I want to be a better That's host. Quote. I, I was be- just like, I just made a brand new fucking friend yes. <laughs> in like two I seconds. Your, <laughs> I want your audience to hear this. Like, like, um, the majority of your audience are entrepreneurs, um, yes. yeah, right? Yes. Y'all, y'all have the ability to start a podcast, do, do have these kind of conversations. And it's like, use this dialogue as, and this conversation as inspiration that you can be as unfiltered as you want. You don't need to sound like me, sound like you, but what does that sound like? I bet you it'll be great for a, a subgroup of the, of the population. You're not for everybody and that's okay. Oh, that's what I said. I said, I'm not for everybody. You know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I get it because everybody's not my cup of tea either. Yo, uh, I'm just taking over your podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm having the best time. You know, I am having so much fun. I'm like, I I'm like, I'm at a level fucking 10 right now. I am screaming is, into this blue Yeti it's microphone. It's because it's because we've met a likened soul. Like we're just like, oh. This okay, we have to exchange numbers so after this. We do. I was like, we're, right, we're right. friends now. <laughs> okay, awesome. Oh anyway, my gosh. How do we, okay, so how do we, uh, how do we, <laughs> how do we embrace this, but like flip it to use it to our advantage? Yes, that's, ex- oh, are you asking me that? Yeah. Oh, okay. How do we flip it? Okay, great. Um, This is what I would say. If, you know, if you're in a position where you're, th- you're saying to yourself, do I deserve to be here? Blah, 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 blah. Like, so my book that's coming out spring of 2023, it's called say it out loud. It's all about talking to yourself out loud. Just like we pay a therapist to talk to. We have coaches that we talk to friends. I'm trying to train you to use your voice and say what you want to say out loud and then have a dialogue with yourself. So it may sound like this. I'm going to sound crazy. Let's just say you got, okay, I'll use my, I'll use mine as an example. I got, I got, um, told that I was going to be on the cover of the May uh, magazine here in Austin. And this is what I said to myself out loud in the kitchen. Oh my God, Vasavi, I cannot believe you're going to be on the cover. Oh my God. But I don't make as much money as like any of those women that have been on the cover. They're going to be like, who is she? She doesn't fucking deserve to be on there. Yeah. But you like, why do you care so much about what other people think? You've been wanting this cover for so long. And the fact that they're going to do a full feature, you're going to have wardrobe and styling. Like who cares? I know. I just, I guess I've just been feeling a little insecure lately because I've been going through this transition and I'm just like questioning everything going on. So even this great thing that I want to celebrate, I can't even celebrate it because I'm insecure in other areas of my life. Okay. I really appreciate that honesty. Let's talk about it. You see that? Beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. I love it. 
I love it. I do the same thing though. That was, that was all. And that's why I want you to hear. I want like, yes, talk about that, that you do that too. It's just us. We have it. We have parts to, of us that have been broken and shattered and fragmented. And they're all just trying to find its way back. And the way you bring it back is yes, body work movement, but talk to you. Our voice is the most sacred instrument we have. A hundred percent. Oh my God. No, I mean, and actually I didn't even realize that I do this, but I totally have that dialogue in my head. The one that you just did right now um, with every single like huge opportunity that comes my way or, you know, something in business or something that I was just like, I worked towards and I finally got it. And I was like, holy shit, I finally fucking got it. Um, it's, it's every single self-doubt that I have. And it is, it's like, I'll sit there, I'll be doing dishes. I'll be doing dishes and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What happens if this happens? You know, <clears throat> I don't have like Let's a clear- Let's actually try it right now. Let's okay. Okay. So I, I am doing a lot of transitions personally, professionally right now. I'm getting rid of um, some jobs and some gigs that are really good paying ones to go live off of my savings to pers- to like shift, shift gears. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom likes to say, you're reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, whatevs, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We can go with that. But I'm sitting here and I'm just like, fuck, this is going to be the first time ever in my entire life. Cause I have had a job since I was 12 years old where I am not bringing home like a guaranteed monthly amount of money. Okay. So slow down. This is a great opportunity for your audience. You gave us a lot of information, how you would practice with you saying it out loud. What I hear you saying is fuck, I'm living off my savings. I'm in this transition. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm scared. So say that. And then you would respond back and be like, listen, what's going on? Like, tell me, tell me more. Like, why are you nervous? I know I'm used to having steady amount of income and I made this, I'm doing this transition. I'm like, am I actually going to be successful? Am I going to bring in the money? Well, you may not see all the money at once, but I promise you that if you just keep focusing on doing what you love and putting that energy out there, the money will come. And you're a smart girl. You know what the fuck you're doing. And I'd even be a little tough love with you. Like you got to find what voice works for you. You got to mm. kill all the other voices. No, you got to fine tune them. You might sound like this to yourself right now. You're so fucking dumb. Why'd you decide to do this? Do you talk like that to yourself ever? Sometimes like when, when like the first or second thing fails and I'm like, God damn it. What the fuck, Heather? Okay. So if, so that you ought to check that temperature with yourself and say, do you feel disrespected when you talk to yourself that way? If you don't, if you're like, I'm okay. That does like, I used to say stuff like, God, you're so fucking dumb. You mm-hmm. know, I would never talk like that to a friend. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. So then I'd be like, okay, what am I, what am I? I just said to myself, you're so fucking dumb. What is a, what is another way that I can talk to myself? <laughs> what is and a more positive say, way to go about this? You know what, Vasavi? You, did you try your best? Yeah, I tried my best. You sure you tried your best? Yes, I'm, I'm sure I tried my best. And you know what? You made a mistake. You gave it your all. What'd you learn from it? And we, we think that's cheesy, but it's not cheesy because you would never talk to another human being that way. You know, and here's the thing is I, the way I talk to my friends, because like, I'm thankful enough that my friends are able to be very honest with me about themselves or whatever they're going through or whatever. And that's the type of questioning I lead them down. Like if they're start talking to me. So I'm just like, okay, 
Um, obviously, we need to work on uh, turning this, <laughs> this mm -hmm. lovely little form of questioning around and questioning myself like that. Um, and I've, it's something that I'm working on. And I think what ends up happening in my process too, is like, it's like a freak out. And then you're like, okay, it's like, you got to get it out of your system. You got to freak out, get it out of your system. And then you come in and you're like, okay, what do we do now? Listen, it's, it's the, the ability to, to, we have to give ourselves, you know, not be so afraid of our own emotions. So mm. when you do have that initial like freak out, mm -hmm. you can do many things. You can just keep freaking out or you can be like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm freaking out right now. Observe that you're freaking out. I'm freaking out right now. What do I need in this moment? All right, I need to take a breath. I need to take a breath or what's going on. And you might also just need to freak out and get it out. Get it out. There's yeah. no right way to package your emotions. There's no pretty way to have a fucking meltdown. You can have a meltdown, have a meltdown. The goal for me, because I was a kid who had a lot of rage and temper tantrums as a kid. Now, as I, you know, I, I've really worked on managing my anger, what managing my anger. What I mean by that is that doesn't mean I don't feel my anger. When I feel my anger, I immediately turn in and I ask my little girl inside of me, you know, tell me why you're angry. And mm -hmm. I let her tell me, you let me down. Why do you let people talk to me that way? I let her get so angry. And I say to her, I am so sorry that I let you down. And guess whose apology I've been waiting for my whole life is my mother's. Mm -hmm. And I don't need anyone, you know, I think that that's the thing. We have to give to ourselves the very thing that we want from the caregivers mm -hmm. in our life that we're not emotionally equipped to give that to us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's always an acknowledgement. What, what I needed to give myself the most is like, you're not broken. There is mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you. Your crazy ass ideas are brilliant. Just go with your creative idea. Like I just need, I needed to be that parent for me. And I needed to also apologize to my inner child for not taking her seriously and betraying her on so many occasions. Oh, okay. We have to wrap this up because I feel like we're going to be on here for a real long time. If we keep going any further. And yeah, <laughs> we did great with time, right? Yeah, we're good. we did pretty good with time. So for our lovely audience, where can they find more of you? You can find me at my um, on my website at vasavikumar.com. Um, if you liked the sound of my voice, I this is exclusive for email subscribers. You can sign up for free. And I send um, almost daily-ish voice notes. So I send you little audio notes in the email from me. So it's like you have me in your ear all the time. <laughs> yeah. And that's on my website. <laughs> both, yeah. both in podcast form and in voice memos. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then um, you could, if you're on Instagram, I love Instagram. Uh, I'm my name. My name is Vasavi is my handle. Love it. All right, Slay Nation. Well, we just gave you a wealth of information. You're very fucking welcome. Um, until next time, we will catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>